Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, um, before we get started with this week's episode, we have an announcement. Ooh. Oh. Who wants to reveal it? Guys, roll initiative to see who gets to reveal it. Okay. I'm going to roll cool. against you guys. I already put my dice away. Oh, I put my suck, dice dude. away too. Oh, I got a three. Here, I'll roll for you, Bev. Okay, roll for me. Okay, I got a three. Bev, you got a 19. Woo! I got a 20. Did you really Ooh. got a nat 20? Jake, go ahead. <laughs> Yo, everybody, we got a Patreon. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, guys, go to patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Uh, you'll get access to uh, a bunch of fun extra stuff if you donate to the show. Uh, first and foremost, at $5, you're going to get the Short Rest Podcast, That's which right. is an after show that we are going to record at the end of every single episode. We do a recap. We kind of hang out. We talk. Uh, Mostly we probe Murph to be like, um... Okay, but what would have happened if we did this? Yeah, yeah the first two episodes are also full of uh, conspiracy theories started yeah. by us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just us asking what would happen if we didn't fuck up. Uh-huh. Usually. And guys, the short rest will be pretty substantial because they're going to be 40 minutes to an hour each one. We're yeah. not fucking around. We're not fucking around. Yeah, no. we fucking uncork a bottle of wine and fucking chat. And that wine is sparkling. <laughs> you better believe that. The, the wine and the conversation are sparkling. Mm-hmm. Put a damn log on the fire. Put a couple dollars in our coffer. Come enjoy the freaking podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can straight up double the amount of times our podcast drops in your feed. By yeah, yeah, you guys could get two podcasts a week about NADPOD, baby. Damn. So let's get into our episode. And at the very end, uh, we'll give you guys a little sample of short rest. Thank you. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine, Sabin, Scout Mistress, and Curb Stompress. <laughs> and Caldwell Tanner. <laughs> Beverly Togold V, and my dad's going to jail? <laughs> Best case scenario, your dad's going to jail. Oh my gosh. Or, you know, maybe oh, not. My you guys don't really know the details right now. Not yet, no. You just know that he was arrested. All I know is that breakfast is ruined. Apology breakfast is off. No. 
guys, we have to have apology breakfast. I, I looked up a bunch of recipes. I had a lot of different creams I was going to use. Several jams, Some a lot of, that, of compotes. This is you alone in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that go later on huevos. Oh. <laughs> cool, guys. So let's do a little recap. Last yeah. week, you traveled to Galateron. Bev's legs were badly broken, and you needed to have them healed by a powerful cleric. You traveled to the Togold family home, where Bev's extremely peeved dad <laughs> called the high priest Merrick High Heel to come help Bev. The high priest healed Beverly, then left with Bev's dad to walk back to the church district, Glad Roselle, the legendary swordsman and captain of the Chosen Paladins, stayed behind to give Bev a pep talk and gift him a magic sword. But Glad was attacked by the widow, a mysterious foe who can command the undead. You guys battled a group of zombie paladins during which Moonshine Misty stepped after the fleeing widow and asked her why she hated Glad so much, to which she responded, he killed my husband. The widow then killed herself, but her body disappeared. Galad flew off on a griffin to find her while you guys finished off the zombies. You guys had a little slumber party, and Bev's mom made you dinner and tucked you in. But when Beverly awoke the next morning, he was met with three paladins at his door who told him that his father had been arrested for the murder of Merrick High Hill. Dun, dun, dun. I play that on my flute. <laughs> I guess I wake... Are we into it? Yeah, so we're right. into it. So you're in the living room with yeah. these three paladins. Okay. I'm asleep. I'm, we're sound asleep. They're asleep. I'm right. sleeping for the first time in my life. I'm sorry, son. Can we, can Sir, we talk I, to your mother? Uh, yeah, yes, of course. I'll, I'll wake her up. I need to take the bacon off before it gets burned, though. Uh, sure, I was going to spell out I'm sorry in bacon for my friends. It was we had a whole thing prepared, but that's, that's okay. Yeah, your your dad is in the in the dungeon in the castle. I got to go make sure my mom's decent and then I'll wake her up. Uh, okay, you're a good boy. And I, he hustles your hair. <laughs> thank you. I head back and, and wake up my mom. Okay. Mom! <laughs> oh god. Oh, Beverly, what is it? Oh, wait. Your your father never came home. He he usually is. he'll get home late sometimes, but oh boy, he works hard, you know. I, yeah. I love him. I don't know what I'd do without him. Mom. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without your father, you know? Uh-huh. Beverly, I know he gives you a hard time. I know he gives you a hard time, but I love him. I love you too, Mom. I love you, Beverly. I love, I love our little family, uh, yeah. and I'm so happy you're making friends. It's I'm good. so proud of you, Beverly. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, you know what? <laughs> there's, some, there's some men in the kitchen, and they want to talk to you, but you just take your time, okay? Okay, Beverly. Okay, all right. Tell them to hang on. Tell them I'll get some sticky buns in the oven. Uh, we'll I, have a little brunch. Okay. I think they're in more of a hurry than that, Mom. Okay. All right. Uh, let me get. Let me get decent. Okay. Uh, yeah. While while she's getting decent, I let them know that she's getting ready. Cool. Uh, and I I go wake up uh, Moonshine. Cool. And Beverly one. walks up mm-hmm. and uh, enters mm. the room. You guys are sleeping in this in this <laughs> tiny halfling bed. What's Rise going? and shine. We're in the shit again. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I feel drunk. <laughs> My sleeping. dad's in trouble. <laughs> That's resting. Oh, uh, Melora. What happened to your what? What happened to your dad? Uh, right. Papa wakes uh, up with real sleepy eyes. Papa, do you sleep also? Oh, Melora. Guys, my dad did a bad. He did a super bad. Apparently, he killed Merakai Hill. I don't believe it. I'm not sure what's true and what's not true. Maybe Pelor's a lie. Maybe it doesn't really even exist. But there's some men downstairs, and they're asking my mom a lot of okay, questions. Is it weird I, to I like feel my... a little nauseous when you? wake up is that normal from sleep yeah that's mostly the crick water i think oh melora <laughs> you gotta slow down kid your your dad did a bad he's been arrested 
for murdering the the high priest that potentially. Healed your legs? Yeah, I I don't think it's true, but like there's a bunch of men downstairs that are saying exactly that. So I'm gonna head back downstairs. Y'all y'all take your time, but uh, my mom's down there alone, and I, I I just need to make sure everything's on the level. I went to bed in my clothes, so I can go downstairs. Now. Uh, Moonshine <laughs> has fallen back asleep. <laughs> she loves it. Cool. Moonshine goes to bed. Hard one and Beverly go down to bed. You can Papa, You can tussle me away. Papa cuddles up with Moonshine, and they fall back to sleep. They never I, sleep. They're I'm always gra- just in a trance. I grab them both and put them over my shoulder and carry them downstairs. <laughs> Cool. Um, as you what walk down the stairs with a woman thing. over your shoulder, the and paladin and I toss him over her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You see, Lieutenant Naaman, the main white knight guy, looks over at Hard One carrying Moonshine and goes, "Oh God, did you guys kill another one?" No, she's just very sleepy. Shay. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You wish. Oh. And then from from Hard One's back, I extend my hand out um, and say, "Moonshine Seven. Okay. These are my scout masters. They're happy to be here. You see uh, the knights. The knights shake your guys' hands, and um, Martha Togold is obviously extremely upset. And she goes, "Oh God, okay. I'm I'm sorry. I just I don't feel like making sticky buns right now. I'm just <laughs> that's okay, Mom. That's quite all right, Miss. Um, yeah, Lieutenant Naaman ad- addresses all of you guys, and he says the king is quite upset because he was about to name Merrick Highhill the High Septon, so he's kind of streamlining the whole hearing, can I as just, it were. Can I just ask this gently? Your king's a little baby boy, right? He's the boy king, and we have great respect for the boy king, and he's extremely even-keeled and fair, but... And you said he's streamlining He's the trial. sort of streamlining the trial. It's happening. Um, it's going to happen in, like, an hour All right. or so. Well, y'all, I haven't revealed this to you before, but down at the Crick, I've been a defense lawyer before. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've seen you fake read for a pretty good portion of the journey. What, what is oh, your... I should specify. <laughs> I'm just imagining Moonshine with like shoulder pad blazer on, defending well, someone with Southern hospitality. Certainly what I wear, but I should specify that the Crick Court of Law, just the lawyer, the attor- you know, the the defense attorney and the prosecutor just wrestle. Yeah. And whoever wins it's, wins the trial. Sometimes there is trial by combat, so it's not not that different than the Crick, honestly. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, and the Boy King loves trial by combat. It's his favorite thing. It's true. And you have a lot of respect for the Boy King. I love we him. all we I all love, love the him. Boy King. We love the King. We really do. It's like they teach us. Uh, you see the other the other guys are kind of just nodding and nobody's saying anything. That. Yeah. Do y'all do any kind of like mourning uh hand over the heart? I pledge allegiance oh, yeah. to the boy. He fills our hearts with blazing joy. <laughs> yep, okay. we say that every day. <laughs> He's I, so sweet. We, he is we, our king. He is the ruler of everything. <laughs> we love the boy. We we sure do. All right. I get that. Can we go visit my father and, and try and help him in any way? You can't visit him, but you can go to his trial, which is happening right now. Oh my, oh my pee. Right. Oh Ooh. my sweet pee. <laughs> Hard one grabs some raw sticky buns and they head out the door. Yeah, um, I ask, I ask uh, Beverly's mom if she has a blazer with uh, <laughs> shoulder pads on it. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to need to. Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, she, a, I'm a defense attorney. So. She goes, oh, I'm so I'm so happy you're here. We need you today. We really do. Yeah. Uh, she goes in and she finds a blazer for you. It is three sizes too small. <laughs> I it still a, wear it. It is a baby blazer. But does it make her look good? And then I guess I put it on Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Papa looks professional. 
He looks professional and good. <laughs> wow, I feel like you come into the boardroom and put the boys in their place. <laughs> you know, we do have That's a song fa- from Ferris Bueller. Damon just goes, okay, well, I'm going to go to the trial. Yeah, yeah, we yep. are too. We're, we are all, too. We're, all, we're all going. Let's cool. Go. So the three paladins take you guys and Bev's mom. Um, you guys get a private balloon up to the main castle. Uh, as you guys fly up, you patch the uh, church district, which has these three grand cathedrals. Uh, then you reach the first level of the castle. The castle itself is built on the peak of the mountain. There are four tower structures built into the mountain that work like pillars, and on top of them is a giant stone platform that holds up the entire castle. It looks like they essentially leveled the peak of the mountain and replaced it with the castle. It's quite majestic. Beautiful. So you guys land on the stone platform and are brought to the castle. Unlike a normal keep that might have a drawbridge and a moat to be more fortified, this one doesn't need that because it's atop a mountain. There's just a giant open air archway that leads you into the castle courtyard. There are what look like street lamps all around, but with balls of purple energy. Uh, These provide a, a permeated control weather spell that prevents the mountaintop from being covered in snow and keeps the air breathable. Ooh. Beverly, you definitely learned that in school. Oh, we nice. learned all about the orbs. <laughs> uh, it's for that reason that you also see a bunch of nobles out uh, picnicking and uh, you see some gardens and vegetation that you wouldn't normally expect at the top of a huge peak. I'm probably waving to a lot of people. Yeah, they're not waving back at you. Your family's a little disgraced right now. They kind fine. of they kind of just avoid your stare. Your dad ah. stands accused of murder. just a slight misunderstanding. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your picnic. Beth, uh, I don't want to be judgmental, but huh? crick elves wouldn't treat their kind like that. If you're I, related you. to someone who murdered someone, well, so is everyone else. We are highly inbred people. <laughs> Gosh, the hospitality is just endless. I love it. Got a lot to learn about you and your people. Uh, You guys are led into the castle itself, which is built of stone. And when you get in there, it looks like the interior of a normal castle. But then you get to the throne room. Behind the throne is a thick glass wall that lets you see the sky and the clouds. It looks like the king is sitting atop an airship. On the throne is the boy king, Robin Asagar. He's this tall, skinny boy with acne and long, stringy black hair. He wears a deep red silk robe and has a gold crown on his head. He's holding hands with the queen mother, Catherine Asagar. Next to them is the high septon, Hubert Duncap, who is falling. Falling asleep, <laughs> extremely old. Yo, um, I kind of love him. Yeah. <laughs> Behind them is this big hulking half orc uh, carrying a giant great axe. Beverly, you would know this as the king's bodyguard, the Crag. Not mm. to be confused with the mountain. Oh, the I crag. also kind of love him. Yeah. And how old is the boy king? Um, I, I'm the boy fond king of is half-orc. twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, there are various knights gathered. Uh, Galad is there as well as Captain Bulric Ghoulbane, who's a dwarf, and he's the captain of the Oath of Devotion Knights. Uh, Beverly, you also recognize Duncan Pebblepot, uh, <laughs> who is Denny's dad. He's a halfling in green knight armor. Uh, uh, I as soon stunk craven in here. As soon as the uh, three paladins <laughs> lead you guys in, <laughs> Duncan walks up to you guys. He looks just like Denny, Ooh. but you know, forty years older. Uh, so he walks up and he goes, uh, "Hey, gang, uh, Beverly, so good to see ya." Hi, Mr. Pebblepot. <laughs> wow. Hey, who are your friends here? 
Oh, these are my new Scoutmasters. Your new Scoutmasters! <laughs> oh, my son Danny wrote all about ya! Your <laughs> son Danny said? is a piece of shit. So. Oh, excuse you, sir! <laughs> it's true. I hate to say it, but your son is a bit gormless. Okay! Well, that's rude! <laughs> How are you, Miss Elf? Yeah, I also don't like your son. Okay! Oh, for three on that one! Well, you know, Beverly... Even though you don't like me anymore, I'm really looking forward to defending your father. Oh, no, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, no. We, we no. like you plenty. It's just that your son kind of us. Oh. We, we ran into some trouble in, in Moonstone, and, you know, your, your son was and he responsible for most you of it. You know what? Yeah. We pebble pots tend to get into trouble and just run off. So it runs in the family. Oh, absolutely. Literally. Are you <laughs> even a little disappointed in your son? You know, it is what it is. Awesome. We're from a long line of pebble pots. Uh, <laughs> where's our... Miss? Where's Mrs. Pebble Pot? Mrs. Or pebble Mister? Pop? You know what? She's at home. She prefers not to watch me work. She says <laughs> it dries her right up. You're just very honest. Yeah. Yep. So are you a? You're not a great lawyer, I take it. Um, I mean. You know, I do my best, and what more can we ask than that, huh, gang? Well, We're going to have to do the trial by combat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Pebblepot, we did bring a backup lawyer for you. My, my friend, my scout, master, my scout mistress, Moonshine, is a, an accomplished lawyer from the Crick. Is that right? Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've defended a lot of murderers, uh, uh, thieves, conspirers. Oh, Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you're certainly more qualified than me, but I think it's kind of set in stone. I don't know if you could just walk in and say I de- that. I defended one of those people who, you know, steals dogs from people that they put their dog, they tie up their dog, dog outside of brunch. Sure. Yeah. They steal them and they sell them. Wow. I defended <laughs> you de- him. You defended one. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> I, you know, it's kind of just a fun hobby that I put my morals aside. <laughs> You know what? She's got a lot of skills. Beverly, your dad is a good guy. And I'll say, if he killed the high priest, he must have had a good reason. If he killed the high priest, well, (laughs) I'll eat my hat. (laughs) It's very big. Suddenly, a man with a bowl cut in a suit of fine silks stands next to the king and addresses the crowd. Beverly, you would recognize this guy. This is Edmund Laurel. He's the king's uncle and a total prick. Uh, he's known for just kind of letting the king get away with anything to get on his good side. Is he like the regent? Or that'd be the queen? That would be the queen, okay. yeah. Um, but with a completely inept high septon who can't really speak, this guy has a lot of power because he has the king's ear. Gotcha. So this guy speaks up and he goes, Attention, everyone! Bring out the accused! And you see a few paladins come out carrying Bev's dad Daddy? in chains. And Beverly's oh, dad no. goes, Oh, come on, for peace sake! I'm blind! I'm blind! They blinded me! I didn't do anything! I can't even see! I'm tripping over myself here! They blinded my dad? Where am I? I don't know where I am! Wait, did they blindfold Bev, him? is that you? Dad! He's Daddy! Not, he's not blindfolded. Oh, no! He don't got you eyes. You see, he has, like, milky white pupils. <laughs> Beverly, is that you, son? It's me, Daddy! What did they do to you? Silence! <gasps> Beverly Togold IV, you stand accused of the first-degree murder of Merrick High Hill, next in line to become the High Septon. What say you? I swear to pee, I didn't do it! I woke up, I was blind, and he was dead. I didn't do it. Edmund addresses the crowd. Captain Togold was discovered last night, surrounded by the bodies of High Priest High Hill and three holy knights one from each of the major faiths. 
His sword was covered in blood, and he was the only survivor. The king is very upset, because without a high septon, now he no longer has a reason to have a party this weekend. Oh, mommy, can we still have a party? Of, of course, of course, son, we can still have a party. <laughs> oh, mommy, I, I think he's guilty. Can we just kill him? Can we just kill him, please, mommy? Objection! Uh, and the queen goes, oh, no, not without due process, my sweet. And Edmund goes, would anyone like to speak on Mr. Togold's behalf? I say objection again. <laughs> objection! I would like to speak! Beverly Togold V, son of Beverly Togold IV, a junior green knight and a six-leaf green teen, here to defend my father against these foul charges. <laughs> You see, Duncan Pebblepot was about to, like, was, like, getting ready to march forward. He had, like, a big thing of papers. He starts to walk forward. Beverly goes out from the crowd. He immediately, just without missing a beat, just walks back and sits amongst the rest of the people. All right, well, good luck, Ben. Hold on. I would like to conference with my lawyer briefly. What is our plan here? All right, so I figure I would say your dad was a good guy. There's kind of no reason for it. Why would he want the high priest dead, right? Is that is that your entire argument? I mean, you know, he's a good guy. Do you I'm have... a good guy. Things kind of just tend when to work out for the pebble pots. When will you learn to stop trusting the, pe the, <laughs> the pebble pots? Do you have any evidence? Any I mean, at all? Oh, wait, hang on. I got one. I got guys. I got this. <laughs> you see, uh, Duncan Pebblepot stands in the, in the front. Why would he be blinded? If he was the murderer, right? I mean, why would the guy blind himself? And Edmund Laurel just goes, because perhaps the extremely powerful Merrick Highhill blinded him during the battle? Yep, you know what? <coughs> it's a pretty good point. Anybody else have any ideas, huh, gang? Sir Laurel, may I ask, when did this murder take place? We discovered the bodies early this morning, 4 a.m. Okay, we were sleeping then. Huh. Uh, Miss uh, Attorney Moonshine, do you have any thoughts? Oh, uh, usually it's just kind of like arm wrestling or <laughs> leg wrestling is fun too. Every once in a while, just sort of a regular wrestle, mud wrestle, creek water wrestle. <laughs> uh, oh, mommy, let's kill him. Let's throw him off an airship. Uh, yeah, and fuck this. Trial by combat. Let me fuck. <laughs> I want to fight the king. Hard, hard one. Really? You want to go after such small potatoes? Ed Edmund just says, you don't fight the king, you'll fight someone in the king's place. Is it one-on-one -on -one trial by combat? It is one-on-one -on -one trial by combat. The king will choose someone, and someone can choose to defend Beverly Togold IV. Cool, let's let's huddle up. Okay. I'm going to push Pebble Pot the fuck back okay. to his yeah. seat. You hear, you hear Beverly's dad is just looking around at no one going, what's going on here? Daddy. I'm blinded, I don't know what's going on. Daddy will help you, I promise. Are you, are you pretty? I'm scared and confused, Bev. We got he gets, you. He gets louder as he gets blinded. I'm scared and confused, Bev. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a hard one to talk me down, cause I am going to want to volunteer. I, I don't think that there's a better person to defend your father than you. Yeah. He, you, you've never been good enough in his eyes. You're right. And this is your chance to save his fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to fight that giant half orc. So I was kind of hoping you talk me down, but you're right. By P, you're right. I got to do this. I mean, I'm going to put it on the line here. I think one of us is going to have to do it. And my guess is that, you know, a, a, a slow war of attrition by spores isn't going to take down a half-orc. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for standing with me in this moment. Let's do this. 
uh, I turn around and I say, I will stand trial by combat for the honor of Beverly Togold the fourth. You hear Beverly's mom in the background just go, oh God, oh my God, oh, I'm not watching, I'm not watching. And you hear Beverly's dad go, I can't see anything. I'm not watching, but daddy, I can't see. Daddy, calm down. I, I'll, I'll fix it, daddy, I'll fix it. Beverly, the crag is a tough fighter, Bev. I know, but we're, but we're Togolds and we're the toughest in town. We're green knights and we have Pelor on our side and justice as well. And I'll do what I can. Son of a peep, Beth! I'm so... Gosh dang! I'm so... I, I can't see you, but I'm... 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 What do you... What do you... What I'm, you I'm proud of you! I'm proud of you, Beth! Oh my god! No matter what happens, I'm proud of you! Oh Did my gosh! inspiration during this fight? Yeah, yeah. and you see uh, Edmund pipes up. All right, then it's decided. Trial by combat. The king claps. Oh, mommy! Oh, mommy! We're gonna get to see a fight! I love fights! I love it when they fight, mommy! Hard One just looks to Moonshine. I hate this fucking game. <laughs> I know. I think that we gotta... I think we have our own little mission to assassinate him before we leave. Oh, that's cool. We should, st we should stealth around and do some shit while we're yeah, uh, For I sure. So. For sure, please. Uh, Beverly, you take center stage. Everyone kind of gathers around. You guys are standing right in front of the throne. You see the crag cracks his neck this big hulking half-orc barbarian dude he walks out to join you in kind of the circle that has emerged and he's i lean over to hard one and i'm like i feel bad saying this about bev's opponent but <laughs> yum <laughs> um beverly he laughs at you and says <laughs> kid i'm gonna kill you and then I'm going to laugh when I chop your dad's head off. Okay, I take my yum back. <laughs> yum rescinded. Beverly, you stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with this giant, like, seven-foot-tall half-orc dude, just this hulking beast with this giant axe. And Edmund Laurel stands between you guys, and he says... We have Beverly Tolgold V fighting to defend his father and the Crag fighting for the people of Galateron. Beverly, roll initiative. Okay. Okay, I got a seven. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, you lost to the Crag. Damn. Oh boy. Okay. It's an honor to finally meet you and uh, to fight you, I guess. I was hoping that maybe it would be like at the party next week, but okay. I'm Yo. gonna knock you out, possibly kill you, and then I'm gonna chop your dad's head off. <laughs> and throw him from the castle. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say the yum's back. <laughs> so the crag goes first. He is going to use a bonus action to go into a rage, and he is going to reckless attack Beverly, which means he has advantage on his attack, but you have advantage on attacks against him. Okay, so he rolls a three on his first thing, and he rolls a 21 to hit. Ooh. So he's gonna hit you. Yep on his first attack for 15 damage on his first hit. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he takes a swing with his second attack. Fine. Roll with advantage. He misses even with advantage on his second attack. All right. You block it with the shield and you hear some of the green knights and stuff like yeah. cheer and your mom goes, oh, come on, oh, Beverly, please, please. <laughs> it's a all shame right. that Beverly's dad can't see this. Yeah. What's going on? Is he doing all right? Can, hard one is just going to start whispering to Beverly's dad. <laughs> dad <what's> <laughs> Give me the play-by-play. 
Oh, he definitely blocked the second hit. And okay. The first one, honestly, it looked like it didn't even phase him. Cool. Um, it is your turn, Beverly. Yep. You get your two attacks. You get advantage on both of them because of reckless attack. I'm going to use ensnaring strike. Okay. Uh, and try and get him up in some some vines. Okay. So let me do that now. That's a 19 plus eight. Yeah. Yeah. That'll hit him. All right. So he's going to make a strength saving throw. Yeah. He rolls with advantage on that, and he passes. He okay. bursts through the vines as soon as you shoot them at him. Oh, boy. You'll do normal attack damage because you hit him. Okay. But half damage because he's raging. All right. Cool, cool. That's uh, eight plus seven. 15. 15. 15 damage, 15. so seven damage. Uh, okay. And then I get an extra attack. That's uh, nine plus eight. Does that hit? 17. That does yeah. hit. Woo. All right. It's a two plus nine. That's two plus seven. That's nine. Nine damage. Yeah. Okay. So and then, that's four damage. Yep. I will also say you guys on the sideline, you guys <laughs> both have an opportunity to give Beverly inspiration. If you guys inspire him, give him some kind of speech at any point in any of these rounds, I will give him advantage if I like what you say. Mm. Okay. What if I speak with music? I whip out new Betsy and okay. I say, today she is new Beverly. And then I do a sick fiddle solo. And as that fiddle solo is uh, echoing through the halls, I take out my wood block. <gasps> oh, <laughs> shit, the band. Start keeping time. The band. We just started yeah. this band. As I'm, yeah, as I'm doing it, I'm like, you got a whole band behind you. Whoop. The crag looks <laughs> so confused, but Beverly's so inspired. You definitely get advantage on your next I attack. I can't let, I can't die before we record our first single. Kalukale, Bev. Kalukale! So the crag takes his first attack. He's not going to do a reckless attack because he's a little pissed that he got hit both times that time. But he does hit uh, on his first attack. 12 damage. Okay. He's going all out, so he's going to take another swing. And he, he actually hits with his second attack. But he rolled a one on his damage. Um, all right. But, so but that's... that's not... Sorry, it's seven total with his, his bonus. So he okay. hits you for seven. He's taking his third attack. He's going to use rage to um, get a level of exhaustion. And he rolled a seven, so oh. he fails. He right. misses on that one. Bev, that is you. Exhausted. You've got advantage on the first attack. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my amulet surge, I think. Half your hit dice plus your constitution modifier twice. 15 plus four? 19? Yep, 19. 19. All right, cool. 16 plus 19 and back up to 35. Yeah. Nice. You go back up. Okay. Um, but you do hear your dad yells to you, Beverly. Yeah. Bev, I'm not totally sure what's going on. But he's gonna have resistance to damage as he's raging. You gotta do some magic damage to him, Beth. You gotta do some damage to him. All right. If it's magic damage he wants, it's magic damage I'll give him. Um, I'm gonna use a little magic slice. Go it's for it. It's time for that magic slice. It's time for that divine smite. See if you hit, and mm -hmm. then you can divine smite. But you get you you have advantage because of the band. Uh, yeah. I, I hit with 17 plus eight. Cool. So, what spell slot are you going to do the... Second level, baby. So you do three D8s of full damage and one D8 of half damage. Okay. So first roll your, your longsword damage first, and we'll have that. Two, oh, uh, two plus seven. Two plus seven. So nine. Yeah. So four damage. Okay. Okay. You slash into him, and then there's a burst of Pelor power. The power yeah. of P. P, 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 P. Get right. him with the... Get him with the power of P, Bev. <laughs> Uh, I picture, I, I focus on Pelor in my mind. I see his big bearded face. He's like Santa Claus, but the sun. He's like a big muscular Santa Claus, but like, you know, wearing a bathing suit. 
I focus on him and I uh, I slash with my radiant damage. Roll three d eight for your second level. Come on, Dev. Nice. Yes. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. So that was eight, six, one, so that's... Fifteen? Uh, Fifteen, yeah. Okay, yeah, you mess him up. Woo. He is looking pretty hurt. He's not nearly on death's door, but you guys are looking about the same. This is an even <coughs> fight so far. You are giving the I crag w- a run for his money. I wipe the blood off my face. You're tougher than you look, you little bastard. I've got everything on the line, and there's no way I'm going to lose. Because my line is a golden thread descended from the heavens of Pelor. He goes for a reckless attack. All right. He gets a 21 to hit. That hits. That's going to hit. Another 12 damage. Okay. He takes a second swing. And he misses with both. Woo! Yes. Yeah. That is you, Beverly. Okay. As a bonus action, I'll go ahead and cast uh, Divine Favor. Okay. Which means I get an extra D4 of radiant damage on a hit. Sweet. Okay. Um, and I guess I'll just do another, uh, yeah, I'll just do another radiant strike or another uh, uh, divine smite. Cool. Go for it. Cool. Uh, take a swing at him with advantage and see if you hit. Cool. You don't got a chance, kid. 
You see he's like kind of out of breath. That's a two. I would just like to... The two crew? Acknowledge it. Shout out. The twos, baby. Shout out to the twos. Please don't keep getting twos. Yep. That's a 15 plus eight. That hits. Woo! All right. Uh, Roll your damage and expend a spell slot however you want to do it. Four plus seven, so... 11? Yeah. Okay, so then that gets half to five. Mm -hmm. Okay, and now you're doing your divine damage? Divine damage, but remember, I have an extra D4. You do have an extra D4. Go for it. Oh, come on, Dad. It's going to be close, guys. 13. 13 total damage. And then then four. Uh, Plus four. So wait, 17. 17. He is looking very hurt. He is like out of breath. He's he's starting to like trickle blood from his mouth. Mm-hmm. The crag is going to recklessly attack you. I don't know what gods you're using or how you're cheating, but I'm gonna kill you, boy, and then I'm gonna kill your father. Rolls with advantage. He's definitely going to hit. 10 damage, and then he's going to swing again recklessly. And that's 22 to hit. And he hits you for 15 damage. Bev's down. No. You see he slashes into Beverly. Bev is standing his ground. He's still standing as he's bleeding out. Mm -hmm. Beverly is like unconscious standing up, like on one knee, trying to keep fighting. The crag goes to cut Beverly's head off. Uh, I would pick on someone. I fungus. I go wild shape into a fungus queen, and I say, well, "What are you, big man? Picking on a child?" He's swinging down three. Yeah, no, I'm two. jumping in there. Cool. Okay. So just as the crag is about to strike down on Beverly, Moonshine and Hard One get their weapons in and block his shot. Uh, the crag stares at you both with intense fury before Edmund Laurel gets in between you. That's it. It's been decided. Beverly Togold IV is sentenced to death. Dad, I'm sorry. I couldn't, I wasn't strong enough. I doubted Pelor, it's my fault. It's okay, it's okay, Bev, I'm proud of you, okay? I'm proud of you no matter what happens. Uh, so Judge, what do we got, like a couple weeks before the actual execution? I'm sure you have some paperwork to fill out and whatnot. The king goes, Oh, mommy, can we, how can, how should we kill him? Should we, should we chop him up or should we throw him out of the airship? Good sir. Um, uh, hi, just a lowly crick elf, but I'd say, uh, you know, it'll be a great party for this weekend, an execution party. Go ahead, and I <laughs> love this idea. Roll me a, roll me a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, I got a twenty. Okay. Not a not not not. Okay, no, that's really good. So I'm just saying, you know, where I come from, if you want to get the people out, give them something to talk about, show them something they've never seen before, you, you have see, an execution party. You see the in king. In a couple days. The king lights up and turns to the queen mother and goes, Oh, mommy, mommy, if we had an execution, could we still have a party? And she puts her hand on his shoulder and says, Of course, dear, of course we could still have the party. Why don't we have an execution party this weekend instead of naming a new high septon? And Edmund Edmund Laurel looks a little bit disappointed and goes, All right, it is decided then. Beverly Togold IV will be put to death in two days. Okay. Oh, boy. Thank you for your graciousness. Well, my lord. Too bad. We'll miss him. R.I.P. Edmund tells the crowd to adjourn. He joins the queen mother and the king. You see, the 
paladins who are hanging on to Beverly Togold the Fourth bring him over. You know, I I I couldn't see it, kid, but I'm 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 proud of you. Thank you, I'm, Papa. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I never told you that, and I'm 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 glad you made such good friends. And I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm not gonna get to see you become the Green Knight that I I know you're gonna be I, I swear to pee I know you're gonna be a good Green Knight Bev I'll do my best All right this is real sweet but look number four you gotta you gotta try to remember what happened We don't think he killed the High Priest Oh I sure to pee didn't What happened that night Daddy just start from the beginning. Yeah, do you remember even leaving the house? What, what, under what pretense did you leave the house? The last time we saw him leaving the house was with the high priest. I left the house with the high priest, brought him to the cathedral, brought him to his little apartment with, attached to the cathedral. He has a little apartment. He has a little apartment. It's, it's very cute. Okay. <laughs> we, we talked for a little bit. Suddenly there was a, a smashing sound. I went blind. I heard screaming, I was knocked out, I woke up, the paladins were there to arrest me, that's all I know. And Sounds like foul play. The paladins um, that are holding Beverly Togold IV kind of put their hands on his shoulder and go, alright buddy, we gotta, we gotta take you back to the dungeon. Sorry guys. Uh, and he pulls, he pulls Beverly Togold IV back uh, and takes him back to the dungeon. I fall to my knees, I weep openly. I weep openly for my papa. It's okay, that's a good cover. <laughs> makes it seem like he's making peace with his daddy's death rather than scheming. That's right. Can I, yeah. would, um, would lesser restoration be able to heal my dad's eyes or is it too, too much damage? He, your dad is like cursed. Your dad would be able to heal his own eyes. So oh. He is clearly like somebody very powerful fucked him up. Would I like be able to sense? You could pretty easily tell that it was like necromancy. We gotta find this fucking widow. Yeah. So as yeah. you guys, as you guys are kind of circled up, Galad joins you guys, and he says, "Oh, you again." <laughs> oh, you again. Hey, Galad. Great job, Beverly. You really, you almost beat the crag. It wasn't enough. Okay. Where'd you, hey, where'd you go on your Griffin last night? I went looking for the widow. Did you find her? I, I, I equally want. Do you know the crazy thing is she killed my brother, so I'm also. On a vengeance quest for her. Wait, what? Hold, hold up. Roll a deception check. <laughs> 13. He looks you up and down and says, She's killed so many of my friends. I don't know why you would lie to me about her killing one of your friends. I'm sorry. Just be truthful. Honestly, I have a crush on you and I was trying you know to what? impress you. Actually, roll a deception That's check. That's okay. That could not possibly yeah. be true. <laughs> Actually, I want to try. A <laughs> I don't know how you're the only woman who doesn't have a crush on me, but I can tell that you're lying. I'm I wanna... sorry, I'm really putting you through it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> she likes the crag. We all know who's responsible for this. Oh. It had to have been the widow, right? Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. That's so that's so true. <laughs> if we can if we can prove that that's it's our best lead, yeah. If we yeah. can prove that it's the widow, then, then we can get him off. Alright, well we've got two days. I don't want to put you guys in danger, but I have some information and it's not exactly something we as the Chosen can follow up on. Us paladins in our full armor aren't exactly stealthy and we don't blend in well. Me being the White Rose of Galateron and all. Okay, yeah, the White Rose yeah. of Yeah, yeah. Congrats, Me, buddy. Glad Roselle, the White <laughs> Rose of Galateron. And you don't believe that I have a crush on you. 
<laughs> I'll um, roll with I'm... disadvantage to pick up on you because I'm so I rolled a one. Okay, you do have a crush on me. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I'm married to the job. <laughs> Don't you know? It's He's fine. Chased. I ain't looking for marriage, you know. I wake up. I pull him. out I pull out my Galadriel. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I shrug. <laughs> Web of wow. lies. My rookie card. And I pull out his trading card that says Galad has never had sex. So, uh, just to prove... <laughs> I give him a very enthusiastic <laughs> thumbs up. That's right. Nice. I am pure. <laughs> so sorry... Can't believe I was jealous of you. Sorry, Moonshine, but I don't think it's going to work. I'm saving myself for the light. <laughs> I look at Hard One and I say, I think my lies are working on Bev, and I feel really guilty. <laughs> don't worry about it. But what's, So tell us this information. What's the, what's the information that paladins can't yeah. have done? So, apparently, the widow keeps a few contacts. The only people we've ever seen her with are this little rat man and this bear guy who work down at the docks down in Lower Galateron. They they work to repair the airships that that aren't working. And Salt a, of the earth people just like us. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently Apparently oh, the widow is meets with them occasionally. For repairs or social calls? We don't know. She she might know them, I, or they might be allied with her. They've never attacked any of the Chosen, and the Widow often attacks us. So I, I don't know totally what their allegiance is, but... All right, we're going to take, take a hot air balloon down to the... <laughs> yeah. Down just to the lower Galateron. Are they working just a real inconspicuous laid. hot air balloon. <laughs> are they working now? Would we be able to find them if we went right now? Still the daytime. You might be able to find them. You might be better off going at night. Ooh, actually, they often stay late working on a ship later than all of the other dock workers. It's pretty suspect. We've tried to confront them before, but they're they're quite they're pretty capable. Does that ship have a name blazing across it, or some kind of identifiable uh, bust at the front? I I I I couldn't tell you. Is it the Lady Mercy, or perhaps the the High Wind, or perhaps the the Regalia of the Gale? You know, most of the ships down there are trade ships and such lesser military vessels they'd probably have you know better people on it than okay i see i see than these two if if they were important ships also now is a really bad time but could you sign this rookie card oh my Abs- god he already autographed your sword ben. absolutely do you want me to write it in elvish absolutely. like your sword yeah that'd be super great Thank okay you. do you want me to also sign it from rosaline <laughs> yes if you could who is rosaline go. my sword it's okay sword. but what'd you name your sword after Dead cat. <laughs> it's just my sword's name. She speaks sure. to me. <laughs> you fucked your sword like once. That's why right? she always strikes true. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. So you don't you masturbated onto your sword. <laughs> I do not masturbate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But bun. you let the hey. but you let the light flow out of your nether bits onto the sword. I, I gave you your information you and now I will go. <laughs> I'm gonna go Good day to you. Young Beverly. Fare thee well, Sir Roselle. Wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hug my mom. Okay. Yeah, your mom. Oh God, Beverly. Oh, seeing you out there. Oh, you did such a good job. I'm so proud of you. But it's okay, uh, I gotta get stronger, Mom. I, I gotta learn how to protect you 
and everyone, and everything's gonna be okay. You know what? Pelor works in mysterious ways. I, d I don't know uh, how he works uh, framing your father for murder and then having my son fight a giant half-orc. Seems bad. And I'm, I'm upset, to say the least. Hard one is Mom? digging through her purse to <laughs> if she has any snacks. Oh, uh, well, okay. You know what? Let's go home. Let's all go home. Let's have a snack. Let's all just go home. We're all very upset. Yeah, do you have any more cheese sticks? I yes, we have we have polio cheese strings <laughs> back at the ha at the house. Uh, Y'all have anything spicy? Yeah, you know I what? I feel like it's just sweet. I'm so it's awful. I'm just gazpacho? an awful. I'm an awful host. No, no. I, 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 my husband's gonna get my husband's gonna get killed. I'll take you two days. Let's take you home. We'll let you in on what might be going on. Tell you what, in moonshine, she's a mean cook. So you just open up your kitchen and she'll she'll whip something up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. You, you know what? I'm not I'm not particularly in the mood to cook right now. I gotta be honest. I'm I'm just not in the mood to have guests. You go lay down, Mama. We'll we'll handle. We'll just raid the pantry. Sometimes the best hostess is the one who knows when to be hosted. That's you know what? That sounds like a true words have never been said. <laughs> so do you guys go back to do you guys go back to the Toggold residence? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I like that. Cool. I think we'll go because we have to we need somewhere safe to talk. Although we well, should sweep the residence for any yeah. kind of bug. Yeah, I wanna I wanna rifle through like maybe my dad's quarters and study as well cool. to see if I can like find any extra information. Smart. I'm I'm doing a sweep for bugs or spies. <laughs> Great. Or anything like that. Bugs, spiders, worms. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. I'll uh, take a peek through uh, Bev's telescope. Oh. Ooh, so you guys I go like back that. to Bev's house. You're looking into the telescope. It's it's about like four or five p.m. now. You guys have had a busy morning slash afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Can I just like look over towards where um, the widow slit her throat? See if there's anything interesting over there. Yeah, you look, and it appears to be someone's roof. Nice. You look in the gnome who was reading before that uh, <laughs> Moonshine noticed, and he closed his blinds, uh, looks over, sees you pointing a telescope at him, and closes his blinds. I nod. That's fine. <laughs> I want to... Uh, oh, you were going to check I'd for like bugs. I'd like to case the house. Cool. Yeah. You case... From one sneak to another, I just have a good instinct of where someone might... Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Bev, are you going to look around, too? Where yep. are you going to look? Uh, I'm going to look in the bedroom. Well, uh, no, my mom's sleeping in the bedroom. Your mom's not asleep. It's still... It's it's the early evening. Oh, okay. I didn't know if she, like, was laying down. No, um, she's just sitting in, okay. in the living room. I'm going to check the bedroom and my dad's study, which I cool. imagine he Cool. Go has. ahead and do an investigation check. Ooh. It's a uh, 16 plus... What's my investigation? Oh, it's zero. Okay, uh, so 16. Yeah, so you look around your parents' bedroom. You don't find anything super special except when you look in the bin. You remember that very cold letter that you got from your dad saying that you did an adequate job? Yes. You see that there are like 20 copies of him like trying to write you that letter and say that he was proud of you and he kept throwing them out. My heart like he just kept, I, melted. He kept <laughs> trying. I, I take all of them. A teeth collection and an aborted <laughs> dad letter collection. Uh, yeah. So, you, yeah, your dad wrote you one of the more complete letters. Uh, your dad wrote you about how so many of the Togols were killed in battle and your uncle Ronald died being a goof. And he just was hard on you because he didn't want you to make a misstep and die and be another person that he lost. And um, Moonshine, as you look around the house, mm -hmm. you don't you don't notice anything super suspect. So my sense is that this is a safe place to speak freely. Yeah, that would okay. be your sense. 
So I guess we meet up and maybe kind of like discuss. Yeah, let's moves. circle up. So all right, so your neighbor hates us. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I definitely gotta let Papa leave a little uh, gift on his welcome mat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> still wearing the uh, still wearing the uh, <laughs> the '80s businesswoman shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> he had an airtight case. <laughs> <laughs> he presents some files. <laughs> So talking about how it was, cir- it was circumstantial. They never went through the DNA. Um, <laughs> I want to ask my mom yeah. just about the history of our family. And actually, maybe I could just do a role for this because, like, I know I I know a lot about our family. Sure. There's like we're we're like Green Knights in town. My dad is the captain of the Green Knights, which right. is one of the factions. There's multiple factions. Cool. You would already know this yeah so since they've had this like high septon spiritual advisor the city watch as well as the galateron army is led by the different factions of paladins so you've got the chosen which are kind of the newer ones those are the ones who just worship the light then you have the green knights who worship Pelor, and then you have the white knights who are the oath of devotion paladins who they worship bahumet or they worship Moradin. Moradin. Gotcha. And they have kind of like an alliance. The White Knights are kind of the by-the-books regular paladins. The Green Knights are the, you know, more nature-focused paladins. And the Chosen Ones are the ones that are a little bit, a little bit funky. Um, well, I think we got to... I think we got to head down to the docks, y'all. I don't, I don't think there's anything left for us to do here. Yeah, I, I would like to reassure your mother, though, that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it was obvious. I don't actually want to party for your husband's ex- execution. I was trying to buy us time to hopefully save his that life. That was a stalling. Oh, thank God. Oh, I, I, I understood, and I, I really appreciate it. Okay. But Beverly, your father wouldn't want you to put yourself in danger. You've already done enough. We've lived a good life, and if, if Pelor takes him in two days, then... Pelor takes him in two days, and we just had to accept that. That's unacceptable, Mom. Miss Beverly, uh, if I may, we will make sure that your son does not put himself in danger, and instead, me and Hardwon put we're, ourselves in danger. Yeah, we're scoutmasters. We have a and mistress. I have a pretty bad track record of putting myself in danger, but we're trying to play it smarter. <laughs> you know, I am. I am just so happy that it, you are his. You know, the Green Team program has really gotten it together because it used to be Scoutmaster Denny, and <laughs> oh, yeah. I. You know, Craven. I just didn't trust him around the kids. Oh, I gotta lost be honest. A bunch of kids. I didn't trust him around the kids. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. I believe it. I believe it. But uh, I. Tr- you seem like good people. Thank you for helping my son. Do you know Erlen? Of course I know Erlen. <laughs> He's a good boy. Erlen's a, good boy. a very good boy. He's I'd got be, a very nice family. I'd be proud to have him in my family. Oh, I lo- Erlen's like another son to us. Yeah. We love Erlen. Yeah. Erlen. How about oh, yeah, Durlin? son-in-law. Durlin? He's all right. Durlin's okay. He's a little bit of a knucklehead. Cran? <laughs> Cran? Wonderful. Great. I love wonderful. Love <laughs> Great kid. Great girl. Great girl. Great girl. Great girl. Right. We're, yeah, we're going to head out. We're going to go to the docks. Time to, time to go to the docks. Okay. All right. Um, I probably hey, hey be, I, come in, come in, everybody. Let's let's do a little group hug, okay? Huddle up, huddle okay. up. Okay, huddle up. Hard one, Shorefoot. Yep. Moonshine, Sybin, was it? Sybin, yes. was it? Yeah. You're very important to me, <laughs> Beverly Tolgold, my my strong boy. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of all three of you. You are all my baby children. I love you all so much. Hard Please be careful. Fully fighting back Please be careful. Yeah, <laughs> no I think problem. Moonshine is too. <laughs> no problem. Moonshine's sitting here being like, I felt so bad for Beverly for having. A dad who didn't give him enough love, but the amount of love that your mom gives you just like negates yeah. that. And the love that his dad just had bottled up. Yeah. It I wasn't know. a lack. It was just, it was a plethora. <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm blushing yeah. big time. Do you mom? guys, would you guys like some sticky buns before you go? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> 
short. She makes hard ones of sticky buns. Maybe you could maybe like just douse it in some paprika or okay. something. Yes, it's, just, have... it's so sweet. Do you have any Cholula for moonshine? Please. Well, I'll make it as spicy as I can. Thank you. All right, to the docks we You guys go. are off? Off to the docks. What do you guys think? So I think that we got to try and spy on these people. Yeah, we yeah. got to stealth, stealth up. Before we go, I do want to say that I probably uh, switched into like uh, lower Galateron clothes. Oh, nice. But I, I think they're still probably a little too clean. Cool. But I, I did my best pass at like looking a so little like less. Your Halloween costume of a sailor <laughs> yeah. from a few years ago. Exactly. I'm, I'm in a sailor boy outfit. <laughs> 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 so just a little boy in a sailor what boy What ho, outfit. fellow sailors? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to buy that. <laughs> I roll around in the dirt. This nice. might be good for deception, though. Yeah, I, maybe I come out in the sailor outfit. And I'm like, what do we think? We shake our heads. And no. Okay. Something else. And I come back. A montage. Uh, and no. I'm just wearing like a canvas sack or something. That's better. <laughs> Why don't you just wear your your clothes when you go to school? Just you know. Okay. Yeah. I, I put on like my my school clothes and I roll around in the dirt in those. There you go. Yeah, okay. Perfect. That's very good. Cool. So tell me how you guys. So you guys have yeah. you guys have the tram system. And you guys have the hot air balloon to get down to lower Galater on. I think Maybe if we, we should take the tram, like, yeah, uh, yeah. scuttlebutt. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like cool. Libyans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Try to blend in. There is a rarely used upper Galater on tram station, um, but you guys go to the tram station. It's a man made cave. There's a little platform that leads out to the track, but the trains don't run on normal train tracks. There are four rails, two at the top and two at the bottom. The trams each have a conductor who pulls an igniter that powers the tram, then it slides along the rails. So you guys wait a little bit and see a tram pull up. The train has many individual cars that fit about 15 people, and there are huge windows. Uh, so that you can look outside. And you see, you guys are at the station. There's maybe only one or two other people, people that are just, you know, maybe maids or housekeepers for the rich people up here. You know, there's a couple guys that have, like, tool belts on them that were maybe working on some kind of construction project for the people on Upper Galater on. They get on the tram with you guys. Cool. So you guys hop on the tram. Yeah. Uh, it's normally associated with the lower class of Galater on, but it's a beautiful ride. Uh, some of the tracks tunnel through the mountains, but they also frequently run outside around the mountain, giving you a beautiful view. And it's sunset, Ooh. guys, so it's so nice out. Does awesome. our speaking stone work on the on the tram? You could definitely get service. You could try calling old Cobb okay. on the phone. Um, I will send. I'm not gonna call him because it's so awkward. Uh, there are s- no text messages. You gotta either call <laughs> Old Cobb or don't. We, we we're only supposed to call him if we see the widow anyway. Oh, right? that's fair. I think that we should call him. I think we should do a little stealth because like the less people, the better the stealth, anyways. I think we should figure out what's going on, then figure out what we need to do about the situation, then call in Old Cobb when we got a plan. Mm -hmm. So you guys are on this tram. There are a few just like construction workers and random people. It's it's pretty sparse up here. Then you guys hit Middle Galateron. This is where a lot of like the artisans and the people who sell things to the rich people live and they might they're either traveling home to lower galateron they were working in middle galateron um you know running their shops or they're going down to lower galateron to go to like a kind of shit show tavern and yeah. get trash can i inspect the bridge and um, tunnel can I, yeah, can I inspect the fingernails of our fellow train riders and see if anyone's got dirt under their fingers? The guys who got on the train with you guys, there are like two human construction worker guys who for sure have uh, dirt under their nails. Okay, so I go over to them and I say, hey y'all, I'm an assistant for one of those highfalutin up in the hills. 
hobbit people. Ugh. A halfling, I, you know, pardon me. We're working for the Pebble Pots, and I gotta say, Ugh. that guy is annoying. Do you know him? Oi, Dim Pebble Pots is the worst day is. I put <laughs> I my hand on the hurley and I shove lap. him away. <laughs> Sorry about my idiot son. <laughs> I won't disturb your conversation any longer, I'm man. a common folk like you, is I Is that your son or is that a halfling? He is my idiot son. I had him when I was very young. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> I was born sick. That is a 12. Okay, uh, this guy <laughs> looks at you and goes, I know what a halfling is, man. Why are you lying to me? I'm adopted, I am. And I rolled persuasion. Go ahead, roll persuasion check. I have no clue who these people are, honestly. <laughs> roll a persuasion check, yeah. Moonshine. Ooh, okay. I, yeah. Go I first. got a, uh, I got a 20. Okay, he believes Moonshine that she doesn't know who you guys are. If, you need, if this is a private conversation, okay. sir, that you need to... I don't know who these people are. If they're your friends, I, I can th- stop bothering not, you. They're not my friends, but I believe this kid, you're adopted, but this isn't your dad. Are you, have you been kidnapped, quit, son? Are you okay? Quit taking the piss out of me, dad. He's my adopted pop. Oh. Hey, he's right, and he's a moron. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go back to watching this. That's sunset. abusive. I'm a dirty boy, I am, because I walk in the streets. He turns to Moonshine. Look, it's been a long day of work. What, what's up? Uh, I was going to ask you about some stuff, but if you want to deal with this, I can, you know, I can. Deal uh, with what? These crazy people on the train? I don't know who train? they are, if they're your uh, friends Hard one starts yelling, does anybody have any change? I don't want to bother anybody. <laughs> uh, you see, er- everybody puts their heads down and pretends <laughs> right, to not hear you. Boy, showtime, showtime. I Everyone's ignoring the shit out of us now. Okay, he turns to you, Moonshine. Well, these people are nuts. Yeah, I don't know what's going I on. Thought I, I thought you were with them. I saw you with them at the train station. Just because we got on at the same station doesn't mean I have anything <laughs> to do with these knuckleheads. Amen, sister. I got nothing to do with them either. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, uh, I'm trying to get down. I got sort of vague instructions from one of my halfling bosses that he needs something repaired by uh, a bear or a rat man or something like that down at the docks. And okay. he's sending me on this harebrained mission. I don't know... I'm just wondering if you could point me in the direction of either of these repairmen. I mean, if if you go down to the docks, you'll you'll find the shipyard. I work, I, I do construction for the people up on Upper Galateron, so I don't work in the shipyard personally, so I don't okay. know anybody who works there. I, I have seen a rat guy and a bear guy who are friends. Yeah, uh, they're, yeah that's they're, who he's talking about. Yeah, I've, I've seen them hanging out at the Hunter and the Bow. That's a, that's a tavern down in Lower Galateron, but if you're looking for the shipyard, yeah, the shipyard's down by the ocean. That's where they repair the airships. Great. That's helpful. Yeah, okay, great. Thanks. That's I really appreciate it, man. Hard one is off. Just beatboxing as Beverly. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, do a performance check to see if anybody throws you any copper. Wow. It's an 11. Yeah, I got an 11 as well. Cool. I'm going to roll a D4 to see how much gold you guys earn. <laughs> you guys got one gold. gold. All right. Yeah. I bite it. <laughs> it's it's a real gold piece, brother. Cool. So Oy, you guys, teeth. You guys get down to Lower Galateron. Mm-hmm. Again, I exit separately from them to maintain the illusion that I'm not with yep. them. We double back around. Uh, and then I meet up with them. And I'm like, okay, so this is what he told me. 
we could just go straight down the docks, or we could go to the Hunter and the Bow. Let's go to the Hunter and the Bow. Look that's for a bow. It seems like that's going to be easier than trying I, to knock yep, on. I hold up that he uh, says, single gold piece, and I'm like, drinks are on me. <laughs> <laughs> he said he has seen them there before, not that they would be there tonight. Okay, I, I think we go to the docks then. We should probably head to the docks. Also, what did you think of my commoner accent? I thought it was pretty good. I thought that you definitely endangered us yet again. Okay, all right. <laughs> good to know. I'll just use my normal voice from here on out. Thank and you, you Scoutmistress. Normal voice or accent voice, you also don't have to use it all the time. <laughs> so just don't talk. Sometimes. Okay. Silence? Yeah, okay. I would say sometimes you paint the best picture by not just throwing a bunch of colors at the wall. Sometimes the best picture is a still life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cool. All right, so you guys want to go case the docks, see if we see yeah. them, and then if not, we go I to got the... something I want to do to try and gather some intel from them. Uh, I have something I want to try as well, but I'll let okay. you do your thing first. Cool. So you guys make your way through Lower Galateron. You see that there are modest cottages and shelters tightly packed together. Uh, there are blacksmiths and tanners and, you know, miners and stuff packing up for the day. It's, some of them are going to this tavern, the... Uh, the hunter and the bow, there's a thick smell of sweat in the air. This is, you know, unlike Esri, where the outer rim was like complete poverty, these are just kind of like a hardworking people doing their thing. Mm. Uh, but as you guys pass the the hunter and the bow, you do see old Cobb drinking <laughs> by him. Like, as you look through the open door, you see old Cobb drinking by, him, by himself at oh, the bar. Can I see oh, if we see... Cobb! He looks lonely. Can I look past Old Cobb and see if I see a mouse or a bear creature in there? You do not see a mouse folk or a bear creature okay, in there. Got it. Let's uh, let's kind of like be really discreet about mm -hmm. going in. Yeah, cool. Not make a big deal because we might be back here later. So you guys entering the bar? Yeah. Great. So you guys enter the bar. <laughs> instantly attacked. <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> old, old Cobb is drinking. There's uh, this grizzled old uh, dwarf bartender who is serving Old Cobb. Yeah, we'll go to Old Cobb. Okay. Moonshine, how you how you doing out there? Oh, uh, the oh, jokes gave me, already you gave start. Me that call. I looked for the widow. Old Cobb couldn't find her, and Old Cobb's a hell of a tracker. <laughs> he old, you're is. the best, Old Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> it don't make him like you anymore. <laughs> it sure as hell don't. I'm 375 years old. Wow. Oh, damn, Old Cobb, can Grizzled. I buy you a beer? You sure as hell can. You see, he pounds a whiskey back. <laughs> Guess I'm mixing drinks tonight. <laughs> Good oh, man, old God. I just, I just smell him. I just take him in with my nose. He smells like <laughs> shoe polish and whiskey. Hell yeah. I love old, old Cobb. Cobb. I'm, I'm drunk on old Cobb. <laughs> you want a drink, young guy? No. No. He's well, uh, old Cobb, we're going to meet up Grow with you later. Some hair on that chest, <laughs> huh? Oh, is that how oh, you do it? Oh, that's his dream. Yeah. <laughs> is that the trick? Uh, yeah, I got your call last night. Uh, after your call, I went up to the corner that you mentioned, but there wasn't nobody there. Had old Cobb a little worried. So what happened? Basically, uh, the widow appeared. She had undead servants. Mm -hmm. They went after Galad. What's your read on Galad? Do you know Glad Galad Roselle? Glad Roselle. He's kind of a local of hero. Captain of the Chosen. I'm familiar What's doesn't, your read on him? You take a liking to him, or... Doesn't turn his nose up at Crick folks, but then again, takes a little bit to, to get old Cobb's trust. <laughs> All I right, fair, fair, fair. fair. I don't um, know him, so I wouldn't pass judgment. So, basically, they go after Glad, and she pieces. I 
go after her. She mm-hmm. tells me that Glad killed her husband, and then she takes a knife to her neck and turns into fog. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tell old Cobb exactly okay. what's going on. All right, old Cobb, Walk I, me I through it, because old Cobb's been around the block a couple times. Y'all, I don't know if I want to do this song and dance. <laughs> what, she killed herself? You got to tell. There's a lot of booze on your breath, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. starting to worry that you're kind of drunk and that drunk, this is maybe a dead end. I think old I Cobb's might... been around the block a couple times. You let old Cobb talk. He might tell you something. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. okay. All right. He holds up the wanted poster. You think it's a little funny that somebody who out, who's out there killing the Chosen, trying to kill Galad Roselle, is wanted alive? Yeah, yeah. I would. Not, I would say. Maybe she can die, and come back. Ah. Yeah, that's as much. Yeah, I assumed as much. I'm just trying to think about who stands to gain if. Uh, if all of the chosen are killed and um and the the septon gets to remain in place without a new one being chosen with what with Merrick, ha- with, with Doctor Merrick having been killed, oh my! And there's only one person I can think of. And you gonna cast blame on that poor old Hubert's name? No, it couldn't be Hubert. I think that it. Gosh, this seems bad to say. I I don't think I can even say it. I think that I'll get in trouble just for saying it. Could say it, it could it be the Queen Mother? Could it be her? The Queen Mother. She's the only one that stands to gain. She's the regent who stands beside our precious boy king, our sweet little boy. I don't think he's to blame. But if the balance of power doesn't shift, it could be her. I think that... I I think we gotta keep an eye on her is all I'm saying. I don't trust the Queen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for even suggesting it. I don't trust anybody in a position of authority. Yeah. Uh, but I no, think the I like king's it. also a piece of I shit. I pull out a coin with the queen's face on it and start kissing it. <laughs> Interesting. Well, old Cobb, we are going to go do a little investigating, but uh, I know you got that stone on you. I'd love to meet up later. You give old Cobb a call. And hey, if you see anybody that looks like a mouse or anybody that looks like a bear... You That's call us. Yeah, new yeah. information for me. Oh, <laughs> All right. correct. Yes. Oh, I'll let's... call you on my rock phone. Nice. Yep. <laughs> my stone um, phone. Can I put my, how do I put my stone on silent? So if I'm in the middle of a sneak, your uh, phone call doesn't interrupt me. Tell you what, I don't, how about I don't call you, you call me. Okay. <laughs> you call me when you're done. I'll tell Sounds you if good. I see a mouse folk or a bear folk. You're the man, old Cobb. Hey, you're the man, hard one. Thanks, old Cobb. You're the man, Beverly. Oh. And you're the woman, Moonshine Sunday. I prefer bitch, but thank you. <laughs> I would never call you that, but if you would like to refer to yourself as that, I feel that's your right. And that's just <laughs> how old Cobb feels about the situation. Old Cobb, you are woke. I love old Cobb. You're like Sam Waterston with big old ears. You know, I've been around a while. <laughs> right, Sam let's Elliott. Go let's go to the docks. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll be at the docks if you need us. I just want to clarify that I meant Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys go down to the shipyard. Mm-hmm. The shipyard is all the way down on the water, on the ocean. If you guys didn't know any better, it would look like a normal marina. There are docks made of wooden planks with many boats docked out, uh, but these are airships. So the fact that they are in the water means that they are out of commission. Uh, the workers down here fix up the ships until they're ready to be back in the air, which is a little bit of a sad existence because these guys all have extensive knowledge of the inner workings of an airship, but are landlocked. Mm. So it is, you guys are down here. It's after Quentin time. It is dark. 
Are you guys sneaking around? What are you guys doing? Um, we're sneaking around, but I would also like to look for like a crit goal. Okay, you could probably find like a seagull or something. Yeah. So first of all, go ahead and roll me a stealth check because there is a drunk dock worker stumbling around on the docks. Oh, hell yeah. You're not going to see me. I got it. Did you do pass without trace? 24. I have 22. I got okay. eight, uh, 18. This drunk guy does not notice you guys. He's just shambling about going, I used to fly in the air. Now I live in the docks. Uh, and he passes Oh, on. He what if he asleep. used to be some kind of bird? Why would you fly in the air? I think he used to be like a hot, uh, air, balloon? hot air balloon He's pilot talking about guy. the airships. Yeah, the airship, airship oh. pilot. Yeah. They've all been taken out of commission. So um, if anyone has something else they'd like to do, that's cool. But I'm looking for a, a crit goal or whatever you call it. Okay, a goal. I mean, you could walk out onto a dock and find a goal yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, that's what I want. Go ahead. Wanna, okay, specifically okay. walk out onto a, a, a dock. You Do you want to cast speak with animals? Yeah, I would like to say, oh, oh. you ever seen a rat and a bear spending time together? That would be silly. <laughs> I've seen, seen a rat and a bear on a boat here. Would you, may I, may I cast a spell that gives me a link to your brain so we can kiss brains and you can go take a look at them. Kiss brains! <laughs> okay, I cast, I cast, uh, let me see how long it was. Okay, it's last for a while. I'd like to cast Beast Bond on him. Okay, wow. great. And then I say, uh, why don't you go to that ship where that silly rat and that silly bear are hanging out. And they're then, friends! Yeah, and then tell me what they're talking about. Ah! This gull takes off and starts flying over this one ship. What are they saying? Getting closer. What are they saying? I want to hear that silly conversation. <laughs> okay. You see, it flies in, and then you hear a thwack. <laughs> and he flies back up, and he goes, The rat slapped me. Okay, try again. And this time, pretend like you're playing hide and go seek. Okay. You see, in the distance, the bird goes in and doesn't come out, and you don't hear any more from the bird. But now we know what, what ship it is. Let's stealth over to the ship. Stealth over to that ship, Excuse right? Excuse me, everyone. I just sentenced a gull to death. <laughs> we gotta go save that gull. <laughs> I don't think they're just, like, taunting him. We I don't even know dead. its name. Oh, Melora, I was too, ca- I was too cavalier <laughs> too with coy. his life. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's the ship. Okay. So I'm just going to stealth over there to try and spy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, roll stealth. I got 19. Okay, you just barely Ooh. you just barely passed. Yeah, they got big ears. So, Moonshine, you sneak up to the ship, and you see that there is indeed a mouse folk and a bear folk working on this one ship. They're the only workers that are still working. Uh, you see the mouse folk clearly had red fur at some point, but it's mostly turned gray. He wears a dirty white shirt under a brown vest and a little newsboy cap. He's Yo. carrying a rapier yeah. and a dagger on his belt. The bear folk is this big hulking bear who wears only a dark green vest. Uh, he's got a shield and a spear on his back. And are they eating a seagull? The bear is eating a seagull. No. He is indeed eating <laughs> oh, a seagull. Oh, Laura, what a terrible death. He could have died old age, but I sentenced him to <laughs> and you see, And you see the mouse folk turns up 
to the uh, the bear folk and he goes, Gunther, would you focus for a second? Would you stop eating that damn goose or whatever the hell it is? And you hear the bear go, and the mouse just goes, I know it's an airship. I know we don't got to worry about any leaks, but what happens if you're in the air and you slip through a hole and fall a few miles to your death? Think, Gunther, think. And he's just quietly nailing a plank in the airship. I'd like to take note of where that plank is. Cool. It, there are lots of holes in this airship. This is a, you know, a broken down airship that okay. these guys are quietly trying to fix. They're like, they are trying not to get caught. They're trying to make it airworthy, it seems. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I run back and I tell everyone what I heard. So I'm wondering if they're trying to create some kind of escape vehicle. Seems that way. I think we might need to try and garner more information from them. Where are they trying to go? Yeah. I mean, I got one of their names. The bear's name is Gunther. If one of us wants to waltz in and and pretend like someone sent us for Gunther, or perhaps even pretend to be from the queen. I've... Oh. Interesting. That would be really placing a lot of stock in that theory. <laughs> That's a lot of weight on that theory. I don't know how uh, how sturdy <laughs> the legs are on that theory. Young Bev, I know you had something. I've got another idea. Do you do y'all want to um, just be ready to come to my aid in case it goes sour? But tell us where you're gonna do. Try not to do a bear mating. What call. I do, um, what I do is I pull out the vials of arcane that I've been holding, uh, and I say, Wait, Hard one's eyes go big. Who has? <laughs> How do you have arcane? Uh, hard one gave me the leftover arcane. Oh, from Ezra. So you have one vial. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to see if they'd be interested in making an exchange. Arcane for what? Information. For information. You think mm. they're drug addicts? I think that everyone wants to get their hand on something illicit. It could. It's probably worth a lot on the black market. And these. I'm not honestly into this idea. These animals. I'll stealth and be there in the event of something going let's, wrong. Let's let's just consider the facts. These animals are up to no good. They're. Clearly doing devious tasks under the guise of moonlight. I think they might be into some drugs. Worth a shot, huh? I'm gonna let you decide, uh, hard one, because I know that moonshine has a taste for the, uh, the dramatic. Uh, well, I'd hate to see my arcane leave. I like knowing oh! that it's close. I'm <laughs> closet okay. addicted. Okay, so I think that this is gonna be a good plan for multiple reasons. <laughs> hard one protest. Hard one doth protest too much. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna like walk over. Is there like a door or like a um, a hatch or something? Where are they on the ship? Where's the hatch? <laughs> <laughs> They're just in the middle of the ship fixing planks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to roll a perception check if yeah. you're just going to waltz right up there. Um, Go in there pretending like you're from some. Do we know any crime bosses? Say that you're from Skullis. Oh, yeah. They I'll might say that. know cool. Skullis. Mm-hmm. Bev, as you're approaching, roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, I got a one. I get to re-roll, re-roll that. Though. Re-roll. Yeah, re-roll. Lucky. Lucky. Oh my god! <laughs> band of twos delivers. That's insane. The band of twos always delivers. Bev, oh as, you, as you walk up, mm-hmm. as you walk up, you get to the ship. Yep. Nobody's on it. It's a magic Wait. ship. Eh. Yeah, because he's an idiot. He has no perception, right? Okay. All right. So there's got to be some sort of. They're light. hiding. They they heard you approach. Now Real quick hiding. question though. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Yeah, because they're hiding. Do yeah. we think that we want Hardwan to join you and pretend to be part of this, or? Should we send Bev on his own? Hard one. Let's do the classic um, drug dealer valet. <laughs> the good the cop, bad cop. Swindle, yeah. Good cop, dumb cop. Yeah. yeah bad uh, cop, dumb cop. Beverly needs something to waste his good rolls on. 
I, I yeah, I'll go up to the ship, but I want to posit something to you guys. Yeah, is there anything to just telling them that Bev's dad was framed for murdering the high priest, and we're like looking for information? I don't think they would trust uh, anything resembling a cop. Is my thoughts. But I would like, say if we were going to try that, we send just one of us in to not ruin the rest of our good names. That seems smart. Should we just knock on the boat? <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, we have to talk I'm to stealthing. him. I'm not. I'm not here. All right, yeah, That's you, good. That's you good. hang back. You hang back. I'm going to go in and see. I'll talk with uh, with Bev. Cool. Okay. You walk let's, up to let's the start, Let's start with drugs, and then we go on to the truth okay. if it doesn't work. Cool. Yeah, cool. drugs first, truth second. Love it. Go ahead. All right, so we bang on the, the side of the boat. Yep. Well, I think we do like a, a knock, a, a practice knock. A polite Great. knock. Yeah. No response. Hmm. I, I say into the air, it's like, I know you're on there, and I'm here from Scullis to see if you're interested in his wares. Uh, roll a deception check. Okay. That was good, though. He's getting better. I know. Uh, deception, or yeah. can I use persuasion? You could use either. Okay, persuasion's going to be a 20. Uh, you hear a sigh. Uh, kid, we're not, I don't want any drugs. Get, out, get the hell out of here. This isn't just any drugs, sir. This is one of Scullis' finest, direct from the bubble city of Esri. This can make you do things. This can make you be things. You can forget your old life. You can start a new one with just one sip. Uh, you hear just, these guys have not poked their head out or anything. They're still just hiding on the ship. And you hear the dude just go, yeah, okay, uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, you don't want drugs. <laughs> but how do you feel about uncovering the truth? <laughs> Uh, don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I think, hopefully, while we are distracting them with our pitch, uh, Moonshine maybe is uh, stealthing onto the boat? Sure. Do you want a stealth, Moonshine? Yeah. Go ahead and roll cool. a stealth check. Two, Two fours. fours in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have six stealth, so ten. Okay. First off, do me a perception check. <laughs> they saw you. Whether or not you saw them is up for debate. Give me a nine. Okay. Moonshine, <laughs> you sneak onto the boat. You hear a voice go, oh, shit, Gunther. I know she's not ready, but I think we got to take off. Gunther, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so suddenly you guys hear some scrambling, and uh, Moonshine, as you're sneaking onto the boat, you see the rat dude at the front of the ship, uh, the part facing the ocean. Uh, he's taking the steering wheel and he goes to grab a lever next to it. What do you guys do? Because you guys aren't on the oh, boat, Hardwood oh, and Beverly. Okay. Hop, hop Three, on the boat. Three, two, uh, we're hopping one. On, hop on the boat. Are yeah. you guys on? We're on the yeah, boat. You guys are on. I'm on the boat. Okay, so you guys see this rat pull down the lever. Suddenly, there's an explosion out of the back of the ship as a rear thruster ignites and blows up a big part of the dock behind it. The ship rockets into the sea like a plane on the runway, and as you brace yourself to not fly off the deck, the bear dude reveals himself from behind the mast and begins charging at you with the wind whipping around him. Everyone roll initiative. Hell yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> it's not too late if you just want the drugs. Eight. Nine. Nat 20. Ooh. Hell yeah. Nice. There it is. Forgive me, Sensei. I must go all out. Beverly is feeling very ready to prove himself. Bev, you act first. Okay, I want to cast... Uh, who, who's driving the plane? Uh, the mouse folk guy. I want to cast uh, Command on the, the mouse folk. Go for it. Okay. He passes. He's very smart. Damn it. Okay. Um, that was my action. Cool. cool. <laughs> that is Gunther. Gunther charges forward at you, Beverly. Fine. 
That is going to be 24 to hit. Oh, that's going to hit. That's 14 damage. Okay. On his first hit, mm-hmm. uh, he is going to take a second attack. And he's going to miss, and he takes a third attack with his spear, and he is going to get a 21 to hit. I'm going to assume that hits. Yeah. Another 10 damage. Okay. Wow. I'm at 2 HP. Cool. He is a big bear. He is a big bear man. That's fair. He's a bear. Cool. Um, That is is hard one. Uh, Cool. I guess, should I grapple the bear? Try to like. I, I, I wonder, feel like these guys are good guys. I know I that's. A, I think that we shouldn't. I don't think that we should try to kill them. No, I Here's agree. A, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to yell to uh, this rat guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna pick up my pickaxe yeah. and say, "I will fucking tear this ship apart and bring us all down if you don't relax and talk to." Yeah, me. Look, man. I don't know who you are, kid, but Gunther ain't stopping for anything. We're yeah. taking this thing into the sky. No, you're not. You want to know who I am? I'm hard one, shortfoot. Pride of the Dorphinage, bastard of the mountain. I've born further into Iron Deep than anybody else, and I will tear the fuck out of your ship. This guy takes his eyes off the prize and looks back at you, and he goes, "You said, you said you were from a from a Dorphinage." Yeah. Holy fucking shit, Gunther! Don't kill him! Don't kill him! All right, we're going up! We're going up! You guys all take off into the sky <laughs> together. Finally, the airship finishes its ascent. Uh, you're now fully in the air. Gunther climbs up the mast and lets down these giant sails that allow the ship to just glide. And uh, the mouse folk walks over to you, hard one. Elias? That's oh. my. Oh, God. That's my fucking dad. Oh, my lord. You know my father? You like to spin an image of him. Uh, Welcome to the SS Stormborn. I knew there'd be a cool name. Everyone told me there wouldn't be a cool name. It's got to be a cool name. This is my parents' ship. This is your your father's ship. Hi, I'm Beverly Togol the Fifth. My dad is in big trouble. I put my mouth, I put my <laughs> hand over his mouth and say, "Let Hard One have a damn moment." I spent my entire life in the mountain. Are you telling me my father spent his in the sky? Kid, your dad was the best captain that I ever worked for. Since he died, we've been trying to get this baby back into the sky, and it's it's like. The, you know, I don't, I don't believe in a higher power, but the first time she gets back up and, and you're here, kid, I haven't seen you since I dropped you off at the Dwarfenage. <gasps> you, you brought me to the Dwarfenage? I'm your Uncle Red, kid. Nice to meet you. And it's nice to meet you guys too. Uh, and this, uh, this mouse folk uh, <clears throat> shakes your guy's hand. Hard one's just looking out through the front of the airship, seeing all the lights of Galateron twinkling, sparkling. I turn to Red and I just say, what? I mean, your dad was uh, the best airship pilot in all of Bohemia. I was his first mate. (laughs) I'm very, very excited. (laughs) Yeah, I... Kid, I'm excited too. You know, she wasn't ready. You guys spooked us. You, I thought you were one of the chosen or something. You guys were coming down to arrest us or something. But we've been, we've been trying to steal this baby back for a long time. Where are we headed, Uncle? I 
mean, we're getting we're getting the hell out of Dodge, man. Listen, we Oh, you weren't fixing this up for anyone else. You were fixing it up for yourself. You got tied into something you don't want to be involved in anymore? Yeah, I... we were we were told you were working with um with maybe some nefarious folk, but it seems we got some bad information. I mean, uh, you see he looks down, he goes, what do you mean, nefarious folk? The widow. Do you know the widow? Which, for the record, I, I, don't, nef- I don't necessarily know that she's nefarious. <sighs> she's kind of neither here nor there, but, uh... That's your mom, kid. And that's where we'll end our episode. (laughs) Wow. As you guys fly off. Was I calling my mom hot for a little bit? A little bit. Oh, I'm sorry about how much I wanted to fuck your mom. I think I said something about being a crumb on her coffee cake. I'm so sorry. That's so rude. Damn. Um, Real quick, that means that, that means that Galad murdered your dad. Oh, you were so wrong to doubt him. Oh my god, Galad No, he wasn't wrong to doubt him. He is correct to doubt him. I was wrong to doubt him. I was You were wrong to not doubt him. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Whoa. All right. I'm kinda glad. I'm I'm glad that I that I when I misty stepped to her, I was like, "Uh, I don't know if I I'm glad that I didn't like try to fight her or anything like that. I was like, I think I might be on your side. I don't know about Galad. Yeah, man, our instincts were right. It seems like multiple factions are at play. Holy shit. Oh, oh stop trying to redeem Galad's name. Multiple <laughs> <laughs> factions are at play. I'm just saying you got to consider little Galad fanboy. I knew I didn't like him from the beginning for a reason. Oh, boy. Oh, what an episode. Guys, it was fun. Guys, please review the show. Yeah. Reviews help us so much. Uh, please also follow us on Twitter at chmurfisme, at Jake Hurwitz is Jake, at Caldy is Caldwell, at Eaxford is Emily. Guys, check out me and Emily's book, uh, Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Your Emergency Contact. Uh, it's also on Audible, so you can get the audiobook. Uh, Anybody else got anything to plug? Tweet about the podcast using hashtag NADPod. Yes. Also, watch Drawfee. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, and listen to If I Were You. Caldwell, if they want to send something to us, where do they send it? You can do it to 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. Uh, got a bunch of stuff in there right now. People have been sending us a lot of fun things. I'll have some shout-outs in upcoming episodes. But thank you so much, and please keep sending us stuff uh, because it, it fills our hearts with joy, and we'll use them as totems to interact with our gods. And yes. Jake, you got a big old world tour? Yeah, if you guys live in Dublin or Amsterdam or nearby... Come check us out. Yeah. Uh, our last few shows, people have been yelling out references from this podcast at Amir, which has been really, really nice. <laughs> so come on, you crazy Irish folk, and make me proud. Yeah, guys, if you want to tweet about the show, tweet about it with hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D, baby. We are, we are. Wait, can I take this? Yeah. The youngins of Bohemia. <laughs> we, we are, we are. Hey, gang, uh, we're now going to give you a little preview of our after show at Short Rest. The whole episode is available now at patreon.com slash N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Welcome to the podcast after the podcast. This is Short Rest.
We're recording. Oh, I had an idea for how you start this. Do you, yeah. have, a, do you have an intro for it? I don't. Or uh, can we? Can I start with a story? Wait, oh no, you go. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that you would say, I'm here with Hard One Surefoot, and then I say, Jake Hurwitz. Yeah! <laughs> Mooch yeah. outside, but she says, just like the reverse, yeah. of, the reverse yeah. of the podcast. Beautiful. I, I, might, I might leave in this big bang of the short rest right now, this creation of it. <laughs> wow. Ooh, wow. I like that. Because we're casual on this short rest, unlike the podcast. Hi, everyone. <sighs> yeah, all Welcome. of our pants are undone. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to our first ever short rest. Everybody unbuckle the top button because we're getting loose. <laughs> yep. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm here with I'll, Hard I'll One Shorefoot. Jake Hurwitz. Moonshine Sybin. Emily Axford. Beverly Tolgold. <clears throat> Coldwell Tanner. I like that we're, all, we're all a little depressed to say our real names. <laughs> I am kind of like, yeah. oh. I have to go back to being uh, Jake Hurwitz. He has injured feet in his gut. <laughs> I had to take off the veil. I love that veil. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Uh, this is the first ever short rest. Oh man, damn! This is a big up. It this really is a was big up. a lot of a lot of fucking father stuff. This <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say my my biggest thing for these past two the past two episodes uh, where we met Beverly's family was that like Beverly's mom is so nice that now. Moonshine and I as, I as a player, Moonshine as a character are kind of like, huh, why did I feel so bad for Beverly? <laughs> oh, no. There was a time where it seemed like Beverly's parent, it was going to be sort of like a Sam, a Sam Tarly situation. Right. Yeah. Where like the dad really disdained Beverly. It was definitely a Sam Tarly light. Yeah. It's yeah. also my fault, not Caldwell's fault for that because <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I wasn't blaming yeah, right. It's a fault. I think it's just like. <laughs> no, it's I a fucked funny up. Twist. Okay. Did, I you fuck... wa- did you want to make his dad? No, meaner? I think I think Caldwell was, you know, because when you, you know, as as the direct messenger, yes. um, you know, Caldwell's feeding me stuff about how his dad, like, doesn't approve of stuff and everything. So it's kind of on me to then create a character like that. But since it's a comedy podcast, you can't just have him be, you know. Oh, Murph? A really asshole. stern, yeah. awful guy who's not <laughs> yeah. funny at all. Murph, uh-huh. can I give you, can I say though, I actually don't think that's your fault. I thought it was very true to life that I feel like I, especially when I was like in my 20s, I met so many guys who were like had all these daddy issues and then you always meet their mom and they have the sweetest fucking nicest mom and it's like, yeah. oh, if you could just like realize that you have a great mom like you don't need your dad to like not be mad at you that you didn't play sports in high school or something like that <laughs> yeah, that's true. and i think a lot of the times it's not like that the dad actually hated anybody it's just that yeah. like he had a tougher time expressing how much he loved yeah, yeah. at least less... that's what i tell myself about my relationship with my dad <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely less like mean dad and more stern distant dad yeah which you know can be equally damaging in yeah some ways. but i'll tell you what the i think one of my favorite uh writing things on that episode was uh bev finding all of the uh oh. yeah all of the notes in the trash can that uh-huh. your dad wanted to send to you it was fun because i was like i'm gonna find a cool clue and murph was like jk you're just gonna find an emotional attachment to your father <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's a cooler clue than the that? Greatest clue of all. Well, you know, you got ladybirded at... is what you did. Has anyone Damn seen it. the very good film Ladybird? I sure yeah. did. That happened so hard. in Ladybird. <laughs> Metcalfed. You know, the best <laughs> in D and D as the DM, you're trying to metcalf your <laughs> players. There's, yeah, here's a question for you. Like when you when with something like that with Bev finding those notes, did you ever like make a mental note that he was going to find those things, or was that like once he started looking through the room, you like just 
knowing his dad's character, like imagine that's something that would be there. Right. Yes. That's imp- that's improvised based on like kind of knowing the relationship that Bev has with his dad. Oh wait, since we're asking questions to the DM, <laughs> aka the direct messenger, um, I think that a question that we should ask every single short rest is. <laughs> Murph, what surprised you? Or oh. are you willing to go there? Oh. If you would like to keep up the DM screen, an emotional DM screen, and not even show us your hand, that's fine. I, no, say, I think it's kind of fun. I liked, I really liked that you guys chose to have Beverly defend his dad. I oh, thought that yeah. was dope. Because it was obviously, it was your guys' choice. You guys could have kind of done whatever you wanted. Right. Um, yeah, it's weird. You edited out like the 20 minutes where I tried to argue that Moonshine should do it. <laughs> because she needed a moment of We glory. held Caldwell down in the studio <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. So, um, listening back to that episode, it seemed like Mr. Pebble, Mr. Pebble, Pebble Pot Esquire was going to be a pot. really- Pebble Pebble Pot. <laughs> It was basically what like, I was. He, he was going to be a terrible lawyer, yes. and we sort of like, we sort of like cut him out early. Yeah, we we jumped ahead. Would you have let that full trial go on? And my my plan was always to just it was just going to be a very bad trial. Your plan was always to throw the fucking trial. My yeah. my plan was for Duncan Pebblepot, Denny's dad, to give a very bad defense. Without your guys' interference at all, what happens there is Pebblepot gives a bad defense, yeah. and then Beverly's dad gets his head cut off by the crag, <laughs> just there. I'm it's- just imagining the three of us just taking a, just leaning back and letting you <laughs> and narrate this for like 20 minutes, and we say nothing. Just awful radio. And <laughs> just me talking to myself in four different voices, stuttering, oh, yeah. stammering because nobody's stopping it. Yeah. Was- Hard one continues to look at his feet. <laughs> Of a coward to speak up. Moonshine is looking at the stone, is scrolling through the stone that old Cobb gave her, looking for text messages. There was a great moment where you were like switching between uh, the crown or the the young king, the boy king, and like the boy king's uh, regent and like the boy king's mom, and it was like just there was a, a brief. Murph audio drama going on, and it was very, it was very nice. Yeah, that tends to. I, I, I fucking hate doing that. I hate <laughs> when you're like having a one when man people, show. Yeah, when people are like, I sneak in and I listen to people talking. I'm like, oh god damn it. <laughs> That's now why I'm gonna hate. pimp you into that all the time. <laughs> There'll be people that we're supposed to meet, and I'll be like, uh, "Moonshine sneaks in and listens." <laughs> That's she, why you make... she uh, sets up a little camping chair so that she can really take her time and listen. It's really funny Cups because my my favorite thing is so close to my least favorite thing. My favorite thing is when you guys are in character, just kind of playing amongst yourselves, and I'm not doing anything. Like when you guys were with like Nathan and you were around the fire and stuff, it was so fun to just like listen to you guys playing character and then my least favorite thing is right next to that is when there's just so many goofs that I can't talk <laughs> right. I love up. it when you guys have fun but hate when you have too much fun <laughs> I hate when you have fun out of character wait yeah. can I go back to asking you another question mainly because as a experienced D&D player I live to try to outsmart the DM obviously it never fucking happens in any of my campaigns <laughs> because DMs have pages and pages of notes and have prepared for every situation however did I throw you off in the slightest when Moonshine interjected and, and suggested that the boy king make a party for the execution to try to buy time 
I don't know if anything like super, super surprised me, but that impressed me. Like I loved uh-huh. that. Okay, wow. Yeah. So like so in your head, after the trial you. was over, uh-huh. you were going to kill Bev's dad. Yes. If if whoever lost the trial by Fucking combat monster. lost the trial by combat. I just but, realized the short rest is just gonna be us probing yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Let me behind that screen. <laughs> what you got back there? <laughs> Let me um, see those numbers. But yeah, what other yeah, that was that was an intense duel, uh-huh. Caldwell. Yeah, that was it I, was with a level six barbarian. Right. So he's he was a level ahead of Beverly. But it really is in a duel like that, it is kind of like if you lose initiative, that is one less round. Yeah. And it's very fucking hard to recover. Right. How close did he come? He was at fifteen HP. So oh, damn. he would you would have got him. Yeah, because you get two attack. attacks. There's yeah. kind of no, unless you miss, and he's a barbarian. I believe he swung recklessly in his last thing, so you would have mm-hmm. got an advantage on your attacks. Yeah. Um, I, I think, know that you. Oh, sorry. Go oh, on. no. I was just going to say, like, I don't know what I could have done differently, though. Uh, uh, the only thing I could have done differently is if I, like, tried some dumb thing and got a good roll. Because otherwise, you, I was just going to have to spam Divine Smite. Or, what like, if, yeah, what if you did Divine Smite first instead of um, ensnaring, ensnaring Strike? Attack? Yeah, if I had done that, maybe it would have worked. It was, maybe, yeah, the Ensnaring Strike is... T- I it, you you never know until like it, afterwards it's very easy to be like oh I sh- I should have done yeah, well you this probably thing. edited edited out when I said use divine smite uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody right. listening at home heard well, it was, it was nice advice. when Jake looked up from his from his dog-eared player's handbook <laughs> <laughs> he has I've got every just single the thing <laughs> it was nice of you to give like hints in the form of my dad to be like you gotta use magic <laughs> which is always yeah, great resistance. Uh, barbarian resistance is fucking tough to overcome. Yeah. Like, uh, they take half damage from bludgeoning and slashing and all that good stuff. I'm going to tell you guys my shenanigans that I'm sure Murph would have killed me for. Um, <laughs> that you wanted to do while I was fighting? Yes. Yeah. So I had this plan that I had, like, a earth tremor or something like that. And I had this oh. plan that if you whiffed and missed, that when you're – that I was going to try to time it so that when you're – uh, when your weapon hit the ground, <laughs> I would I would try to secretly cast Earth Tremor so that you could do some damage, and everyone would think it was just the impact of your weapon on the ground. Yeah, I think Murph's answer to that would be, have been something along the lines of "Everybody here is a wizard scientist knight, yeah. and they know magic really well." I know, but when you're when you're on the sideline and watching a one by one on one combat, when you're a spellcaster and more yeah. of a supportive character in general, you're constantly being like. How can I help them? What can I do? <laughs> yeah. I, just... I think that there's, I, it would have just been a deception check, but it would have been a deception check with dire consequences. What do you, so if you, what do you, failed, what do you think right. I would have had a roll to, 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 to that, get that See, there's, I, there's different levels of plan. A much less ridiculous plan would be if Beverly like stumbled back, you pretended to like push him back in and did some kind of like healing touch or something like that. That's mm. a little bit sneakier than pretending that his sword made an earthquake. So I would say like maybe like a DC 15 deception check on something what? like that what and if, a DC 20 on something crazy. What if Moonshine had been talking loudly from the audience about how this young lad was so strong that uh, he makes the earthquake. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> you had set up in fiction that this was a thing. Do you think, how do, how, in, in fiction, how do people detect magical spells? Is there like a smell to it or what? It's not a, I mean. Like you have, your eyes go white in your head and you're like. Oh, that's It's true. not even like that. Spell, so right? like, I, I think sometimes what people don't understand is that NPCs aren't all like dumb fucks. Yeah. It's like, if you guys are in a room 
and you guys were in like a bar bar brawl, and it was like you guys are fighting this paladin, and um, uh, he keeps getting healed, and his friend keeps touching him, or he keeps hitting the ground, and then there's an earthquake. Like you would <laughs> figure if there were thirty of you in that room, yeah, one of you would figure it out. Yeah, if this is not me. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like other characters, if there were other characters there that had Earth Tremor also I guess a spell memorized, since there's like a lot of sharing amongst the uh the classes, they might be like classic Earth Tremor. <laughs> I recognize question. that from anywhere. What would have happened if Bev won? You would have just freed his dad and we would have been <gasps> Well, you guys I guess you guys don't really know. Yeah. You have, but you had a plan either way? Yeah, yeah. I mean you have to have a plan either way. But, you, were you happy that Bev lost? Uh, I think it's narratively more interesting that Bev lost, but I wasn't, you don't, like, that fight wasn't impossible to win. You win initiative, you win that fight. But it was, like, a tough fight. Like, the opponent was a little bit tougher than Bev. My dad would have been twice as proud of me. <laughs> I would have instantly gained another level and gotten two new swords. <laughs> I would be the new king. Bev, how did it feel? I mean, I'm sorry. Caldwell. Caldwell. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry to insult you by calling you Caldwell. It's disgusting. <laughs> so happy to shed that stupid, too many syllabled name for a normal name like Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> An extra syllable. Um, how did it feel? Did you feel emotional at all? Did you feel like pressure? Or were you just like, yeah. oh, this is another fun fight? No, my hands were quivering and I was like looking at my spell cards and feeling just instant and great remorse uh, for every decision. I felt like, I did, I felt like the weight of the the campaign was on my shoulders for a brief moment. It must have been like how you felt when, when you had to fight uh, in the fighting pit. Uh, yeah, I did. I felt like the center, the center, center stage for a little yeah. bit during that. Of course, you had magic drugs then. Yeah, I, I feel I was, like you just wanted to do. The we drugs. talked about oh, this yeah, afterwards, was, though. Yeah, Beverly had the arcane on him. What if Bev had done the arcane in that moment? <gasps> I know. Oh, yeah, but that was. I think that I had like. Yeah, would have been awesome. You would have had <laughs> like, to do drugs in front of your. You parents. Would have had to I would have drugs. had to do drugs in front of my mom. That would have been a big. That would have been. Here's the thing, I guess, for you to have strategically optimized that fight, that yeah. would have been very against Beverly's character. There's a version where you could have done it in character, but it would have been after you were like almost already dead. If you know I'd, what I mean? If I'd screamed, I'm so sorry, mommy. Yeah. And then I <laughs> yeah, took like, drugs. When you were at like <laughs> when you were at like half HP or something, yeah. if you had taken it out of desperation. Right. Like I can't lose. I also <laughs> like, think at though, anime character style. I would wonder I would wonder, because Galateron seems like a more uh hoity toity uppity kind of place i would wonder if he took drugs in the middle of a fight yeah they probably if they would be like you're not allowed to do that you got or the not. dq yeah <laughs> i don't think get a red they card have a doping uh doping laws I didn't, I didn't establish that ahead of time and i would i mean you know taking a potion takes like an action so if you really wanted to like take a potion during a fight i think you could that just one less attack you could do you didn't mention it but there was a wizard in a referee robe like a black and white striped robe there with a big rule book and he there said say also, no to drugs <laughs> there was also uh there was also an establishment called uh, Magical Usada. <laughs> um, how would Hard One have felt watching Bev take his his drugs? Jealous. <laughs> We've established that Hard One is fully addicted to Arcane. Right? I'm gonna get rid of those drugs somehow. 
<laughs> yeah, it's good that they're gone. Oh wait, no, we still have them. You just tried to. We still have them. Yeah, your them uncle didn't uncle. want them. <laughs> He's a good just guy. Like, that uncle. Every single every single time we take a rest, it's just like Hardwon can't sleep and it's just staring at the drugs. <laughs> in yeah, Bev's sort of like pocket. the ring when it falls out of Frodo's. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that Moonshine doesn't have more of a taste for them after she got to fly. After she got oh, but all she wished was for Papa to get to fly. That's fair. I don't Papa think Moonshine... did get to fly secondhand. He gets yes, to ride right. on Moonshine. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Moonshine has enough access to weird drugs. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah, like Arcane is like cocaine, and she's more of like she's a backwoods meth. Yeah, you know, so she's kind of like I don't need. I that, was going to say mushrooms. Yeah, but meth. Well, also mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think mainly that... <laughs> mushrooms for spiritual have... reasons. But if you're up late partying, some kind of meth. Right. I'm sure it would be a mushroom, but it would have a meth-like effect. I'm just imagining a crick elf meth lab. I think we just crick rock, right? Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything to make just you meth. just cheery and hospitable. That's right. It seems funny to me that the crick elves use mushrooms for everything, but it would be blasphemous to use them as drugs <laughs> oh no 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 we would uh, the craig elves would definitely okay. use mushrooms okay cool 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 oh yeah it's like part of like an initiation right and everything <laughs> i haven't gone into it on the show once but... you turn eight yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like we haven't really talked about the fact that we just like revealed who your parents are yeah, yeah. i do yeah. want to get that into was, that yeah it feels like this episode had two two really big halves like yeah. beverly's battle and then my my realization yeah that fucking rocked me, man. <laughs> Just as like a guy playing, I was I got misty eyed. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was listening back, and uh, I was like, "Oh, did the recording stop or something?" And I was like, "Oh no, we're all just stricken in this moment." Yeah, it was a it was like a powerful moment. <laughs> yeah, there. I was mesmerized. Uh, the best, I the part where you're like, hard one looks. Over the twinkling lights of Galateron, I was just like, "Whoa!" You, it just like painted such like a great yeah. cinematic picture of you. Just like watch it, like in a beautiful place, like f- suddenly feeling like you aren't a bastard anymore. Right? Oh God! Oh man! Yeah, it was. It, there's something really cool about him being up in the sky, like somewhere he's never been before, and realizing that that's like that's like his rightful home too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was another really good line that moved me. Um, was uh, was you being like I? Sp- he spent his life in the sky, and I spent my life in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> I even like. I mean, I I don't. I'm assuming I can talk about this, but like I so I like to I write music for the uh for the show now, and I wrote a bunch of hard one themes to like give to Murph to put in, and one of them was uh the mountain meets the sky. That was the name uh, of it. The mountain meets the sky. Yeah. And the other one you said was a bastard no more. There was a bastard no more. The mountain meets the sky. Uh. Uh, this was, was my the, father's the, airship, and the one that the one that is in there right now, which is my favorite, yeah. is the twinkling lights of Galateron. Yeah, yeah. And then I had one. I don't know if I sent it to you, Murph. Uh, that was called um, uh, "Air to the Air." Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that was like a little goofier. Yeah, I, dude. Uh, we this episode has been is out now, right? Like. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Cool. So everybody listening to Short Rest can go back and listen to these songs. Uh, but hearing that song for the first time just like five minutes ago was also insanely moving. <laughs> yeah, because you 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 shared the Galateron track with us uh, a, a little while ago, and we were all stricken with that one too. Because it's, I think at least for me, 
it's just you've somehow managed to take everything I loved about video game soundtracks <laughs> and like Final <laughs> Fantasy and just compress it and make it relevant to my exact life and story within this campaign. Yeah, like yeah. this shit. All of our improv is like getting scored. <laughs> yeah, having having like Final <laughs> Fantasy music to my towns feels yeah. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's extremely good. Congratulations! Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that video game music isn't because I love like sort of vaguely synthesized instruments. So like that have like a little bit of a video game sound to them. So yeah. if you were like, I like it, but it sounds a little fake, I now, would be disappointed. But I like that I can just put in like weird uh, choirs. Now, if it doesn't sound like it was made on a PlayStation One, then I'll go fuck about it. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, you should do a song for when uh, Pepperly eventually does the arcane oh, <laughs> like a drug trippy song like a real Ooh, oh, yeah a funky, a funky like tune a i was picturing wah, 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 yeah. wah, 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 wah. and then like a real like needly saxophone like a <laughs> or maybe that's the maybe that's the papa track <laughs> oh papa has like a benny hill theme that anytime We'll just go back and retcon when uh, he goes and gets Pieter and we'll say, <laughs> for like the 45 minutes that he's gone. It just sounds like a little rascally possum scatting. What you don't know. <laughs> what we don't know about uh, Papa getting Pieter is that Pieter was in another plane and they were there for 30 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Papa trained. He's level 35 now, which is crazy. It's not even possible. Oh, that'd be such a fucking relief for me. Because that would mean that his AC and hit points were better. Am I related to the bear? I mean, what? <laughs> the, are there, the rat guy is my uncle. He, yeah, meant, like he a, meant like, I'm your uncle, kid. Like, <laughs> you know, he's not your birth like uncle. <laughs> he's a fucking rat. Oh, like. for real? I thought he was, I thought he was actually Emily. your uncle. Emily, God. No, it's like a Master Splinter situation. Yeah. It's not actually their dad. He was, he was actually their master. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you, got, you know. Where. I got it. Yeah. I figured it out. It's yeah. like, yeah. I thought he was my uncle. I thought he was your uncle, too. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Two out of four, this is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't mention that. (laughs) Hard one looks at his hands. (laughs) The rat is like, no, you moron. The rat Thanks for listening, everyone. You can hear the rest of this episode at patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. See you guys next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.